Welcome to The Do Zone, where real entrepreneurs share real strategies about getting things done. I'm your host, Josh Thomas. Tag me at JT Literally and show me what you do in The Do Zone. Every week, I'll pick the best post to feature across all my social networks. This podcast is brought to you by Factor One. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur who's looking to hit seven this year, there are three key shifts you need to make right now in order for it to be possible. Go to IamFactorOne.com now, and I'll show you exactly what those three key shifts are and how you can get them set up for your business in less than six minutes. Once again, that's IamFactorOne.com. Today's guest is Nicole Michelle Durio. Nicole, a CPA, has more than 25 years of experience in accounting, financial reporting, advisory services, business consulting, CFO services, and internal and external auditing. Nicole, welcome to the Do Zone. Tell us something you believe is the key to getting stuff done that most people wouldn't think of. Sure. Thank you, Josh, for having me. The first thing, Josh, I don't think most people realize is that a rocket uses 80% of its fuel during the launch. So what that means is when you are a doer and a planner and you want to be productive, you absolutely have to calendar thinking time. Mm. Most of your time should be done on thinking. Most people think they should spend more time executing. But if you do more thoughtful thinking, your execution can be more effective, more efficient, and you can save a lot of time. Yeah, you know, I I like the analogy there. 80% of the fuel is spent just getting the thing off of the ground. Yes. And uh, one thing that I always, this was taught to me, it's not like I'm a genius or anything, but uh, setting aside one hour of your day for clarity, for thinking, for innovation, if you will. There's nothing specific that I necessarily need to think about or plan or whatever, but I want this innovation time. Mm -hmm. That's what we call the $10,000 hour where Mm -hmm. there's nothing else in my way. That's, that's occupying my time. Just how do I create the next thing? Mm -hmm. And, and that's what I'm hearing here is, you know, we've got to expend that energy to get this rocket off the ground. And I'm, and I'm curious why you led with that. Is, is that an experience that you've kind of learned yourself? You know, it's just a philosophy that I live by, Josh. I spend so much time thinking and writing and journaling before I start formulation, strategy, and then execution. And so I think so many people get caught in busyness and busy work and doing, doing, doing. They never take a step back to say, okay, does this make sense? Uh, I'm sure you've run into many entrepreneurs who spend a lot of time just to add an incremental piece to their net income. But if they just took some time to think or re-strategize, they could 5, 10x their income very easily. Um, I'll I'll give you an example. One of the things I did is about maybe uh, 2019, 2020, I was thinking, wow, I am so tired. I'm so tired. My business is beating me up. I'm working too much in my business and not on my business. So I took a step back and I evaluated my revenue by client. And what I realized is that the 10 or 20% of clients that made 10, 20% of my portfolio gave me 90% of a headache. So once I streamlined those clients and just focused on the clients that had great energy, they were growing, they were innovative, they had capital, my business just began to soar exponentially. 
just by terminating the lower level clients or those clients that did not fit, those clients that took a lot of time. And when you look at your per hour, it's like, hey, we're, we're down around about $25 an hour. This is not working. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. You know, there was a, uh, uh, I went to some, when I was in high school, I went to some, some leadership events and there were these motivational speaker guys. And uh, they were talking about kind of that, that lower 10%. Um, I was in the marching band in high school. And so this was about the marching band. And, mm -hmm. uh, and they were talking to the kids, like, don't you wish you could get rid of those like bottom 10% of the kids that are just like sucking all the energy and they're never showing up on mm -hmm. time and all that stuff. And Complaining. Thing, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. And so it wouldn't it be easier to just get rid of them. And mm -hmm. then the next thing that he said was, well, but, it, but when you get rid of them, then they just get replaced. And, and so I'm curious, uh, because I 100% believe and agree with you on the fact mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, if somebody is occupying a lot of your time and, and not creating a lot of value, then we've got to either eliminate them or compartmentalize them. But how do you strike a balance between, all right, I'm cutting off the dead weight, but then some other dead weight's always going to replace it because of the 80-20 rule. So how do you kind of keep that balance going with that? Well, uh, Josh, I'm glad you asked that. I'm actually in the process even now of strengthening my vetting process of new clients. We've been fortunate. We built our business on 100% of referrals. And what I've learned is just because they get referred by a good client doesn't mean they are a good client. And so we're working through the vetting process, how we can sure that up, make it better to make sure that we're getting a right fit and we're just not working. Hmm. And so, so being, being a little bit stronger about who you let in is one mm -hmm. way to kind of manage that kind of mm -hmm. bottom, bottom 20, if you will. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you'll, because you'll end up at the same place from a net income standpoint, but you may end up at the hospital from a stress management standpoint. <laughs> and, and we can't quantify what avoiding the hospital work is worth right now, but, but I'd venture <laughs> to say it's worth a minimum of seven figures. Very well. I, I agree with you. And so, you know, one thing that uh, you like to talk about is a little bit of a controversial opinion uh, mm -hmm. is that if you want to succeed financially, you need to stop budgeting. Yes. And I, I, I want to, I have to know more about that. Absolutely. So here's the thing, Josh, first of all, what most people know about money is a misconception, right? People don't know or understand money. I'll just lead off with that. The other thing is the reason I do not budget, I do not like budgets is because budgets imply there is a shortage and you have to take from one and give to the other. And so if you have that mindset when you're looking at your finances, there's always going to be an inherent shortfall because of the way you start. What I do is I tell people, gather, determine, assess, understand all of your resources and do a wrap, R-A-P a resource allocation plan. So, you know, I have this at the top line, I have these obligations, these responsibilities, and you just start peeling away at the onion. <clears throat> the second component to that, Josh, is I don't budget because I always tell my clients, give your money an assignment. Oftentimes people will get a windfall from either insurance or an income tax refund or a bonus. They get it and they spend it on either furniture or buying a new car or, you know, maybe paying off some debt. But if you allocate your, your uh, windfalls, when they come in, you already know what to do with them. There's no discussion. There's no thought about reneging or what to do. You just do what you've already said or assigned it to do. 
and it, and it creates discipline and balance and it takes a lot of pain out of finance. Yeah. Anytime you can remove the decision-making process from yes. anything, it, it reduces mm-hmm. your stress significantly. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and what, what I'm, I'm always trying to advocate for entrepreneurs is if you need to make a decision, make it binary. Mm-hmm. If you have a resource allocation plan, and I say, yes. right? okay, mm-hmm. if you have a resource allocation plan, then when this money comes in, it's either going to be used for this thing or it's not, you know, mm-hmm. it is, it is what I'm purchasing related to what it's allocated for? Yes. Mm-hmm. No. Yes. Do it. No, don't mm-hmm. do it. Binary. Um, and so I, I love the fact that we're making this, boiling it down to the, the basic fundamentals. Don't mm-hmm. budget, allocate your resources properly. Yes. And so, so what are some, some tips that you might suggest to somebody who's switching from a budget mentality to a rap mentality? Sure. So uh, Josh always suggests that people use percentages, right? Because if I'm using percentages, it's going to be the same whether it's a dollar or a million dollars. So for example, I'm going to spend 20% on housing or my mortgage. So if you're making 100,000 a year, hey, I have $20,000 a year for housing. Now, one thing I will caution you is that I believe the metric is 30 or 35% that you can spend on housing. Uh, I don't recommend that because I just don't like people to not have any um, cushion, if you will, in their resource allocation. It makes things very tight. It makes it very hard. It makes it very stressful. So I always like to go a little bit under. So maybe you do 20 or 25%. So for example, if you and a partner are making $200,000 together, well, you have $40,000 for housing for the year. Well, somebody gets a raise or a promotion, all of a sudden it goes from uh, 200,000 to 250. Now you have 50,000 or another 10,000 a year. Now you don't have to spend that 10,000 right away, but what you can do is sock away that 10,000 in hopes or anticipation of relocating or getting new housing or getting some rental property or something like that. Again, having an assignment for your money and dealing in percentages. And and what would you recommend for uh, somebody who maybe is is more entrepreneurial and they have a, a, ver- a variable income that uh, changes mm-hmm. wildly is how, how do you kind of come up with some answers there? Absolutely. So for me, when someone has a variable income like an entrepreneur, the percentages would be the same, but you would be paying it up front. So I'll give you an example. If I'm an entrepreneur and I make 10000 in January, well, I'm going to put 2000 towards my housing or my mortgage, even though my mortgage payment may only be $1,600, right? Then when February comes around, I may make 20,000. Well, now I'm gonna pay 4,000 on my mortgage. So now I've paid up two months. So that when March rolls around and I only have $8,000, then that 800 or 1,600, I'm still on track because I'm ahead. So I always recommend that when you have the resources and the money because you're dealing on percentages to pay ahead. Pay ahead on your car note, pay ahead on your mortgage or child's um, private school tuition as much as you can pay it ahead. Makes sense. And and so tell us a little bit more about uh, what it is that you do and who you serve and how people can connect with you. Yes. So, Josh, I have a business uh, consulting firm, Madison Brothers Consulting Group. 
The email address is madisonbrothers.com. Then on a personal level, I do money and financial coaching for individuals and couples. And that would be on my personal website, nicolemichelle.com. And so I think all, all I aim to do is to change the way people see and look at money, right? Money is just a tool or a resource. Having money to buy a dozen eggs is no different than having a toothbrush to brush your teeth. That's it. It's just a tool or resource. But because people don't understand it or know how to manage it, it becomes something that is overwhelming and embarrassing, right? I'll give you another example, Josh. If I have a client and I tell them, if your car breaks down and you don't have the cash to fix it, do something different. Either do ride share, ride public transportation until you get the money. Because what happens is we try to cure a financial issue and it creates five or six more other issues. Hmm. Kind of like whack-a-mole. Yes, yes. It's kind of like that car broke down for a reason. It might be a good time to really sit back and think about what you're doing instead of, hey, I got to get my car fixed. I got to go to work. And now that we work in a virtual society, it's very easy to ask to work from home. So maybe you don't need that car. You can save money on gas or do something different. And that's always very difficult for people to do, Josh. It's very tempting. It's like my car is broke. I got to fix it. Well, who said you had to fix your car? No one said that. It comes down to the uh, something that I wrote about recently, the, the, the Eisenhower matrix, they call it. It's a big fancy title for basically saying there are two kinds of problems. There are urgent problems and there are important problems. Yes. And, uh, and the goal is to strike a balance between the two. But ultimately, mm -hmm. you want to spend as much time as possible on the important problems because urgent is not necessarily important, but important is right. always important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yes. that's awesome. Nicole, thank you so much for being here and sharing all this wisdom and especially about rap versus budgeting. Uh, really appreciated that. Uh, no problem, Josh. Thank you so much for having me. So uh, we are going to wrap from here, but that's W-R-A-P. We're going to wrap <laughs> from here. And uh, thank you again to Nicole Michelle Durio for coming on and sharing her wisdom about how she gets things done. For those of you who are interested in connecting with her, you can go to Nicole Michelle. Dot com. And if you listen to us on your morning commute or your workout or somewhere out in the field, be sure to snap a selfie and tag me at JT Literally. Tell me what you do in the do zone. Also, if you're ready to break the seven figure barrier with your business, but you know what got you here ain't going to get you there, we can help. Go to IamFactor1.com now and let's see how much impact we can make in the next six minutes. Know this, you are factor one for your own success. Now let's get to work. If you're a small business doing at least six figures and you're trying to level up, but you keep getting smacked down, pay attention. There are outside forces at play that you're almost certainly not aware of. No, I'm not talking about the president, the economy, the Federal Reserve, or inflation. I'm also not talking about your industry, your competition, or current market conditions. I'm talking about you. There are invisible forces that are keeping you from breaking through to the next barrier in your business. That's why you keep repeating the same cycle year after year. You think next time will be different, but what you don't realize is that you're running through a huge maze and your opponent has every turn memorized because your opponent built the maze. Until you get your hands on a map and come up with a plan of attack and execute it, 
you're just going to keep running circles over and over and you'll lose every time. You'll never find the exit without a plan. The good news is your opponent is predictable. Your opponent follows the rules. You can beat your opponent because you don't have to follow the rules. You see, you have free will. Your opponent is restricted to the rules of the game, but you can make your own rules. You just got to have a plan. And in order to get a plan, you first have to take responsibility for putting yourself in that maze without a map to begin with. Because you are factor one for your own success. Your opponent is your comfort zone. If you're ready to stop running circles in the same circuit year after year and finally break free from the maze, join factor one. We are a unique development program for six-figure entrepreneurs. We'll airdrop into your exact location of the maze with a paper and pen, and we'll help you draw a clean map to the exit using our bird's eye view. We'll also arm you with the tools you need to defend yourself properly, and we'll walk with you shoulder to shoulder to make sure you get out safely this time. We don't leave anybody behind that doesn't want to be left there. Join us. Go to imfactor1.com right now, and let's talk about getting you out of that maze once and for all.